Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 126, the review for Black Widow. Southeast and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, The Hyperson 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And after years of waiting, we finally get to talk about that Black Widow film. I feel like I've been waiting for this film for so, so long because Black Widow, especially the Marvel Studios incarnation of the character, is someone that I quite like. She is very versatile, capable, knows how to throw down, but also has so many secrets and interesting elements to her life in terms of where she's been, who she's operated with, and the different factions that she's you know, been a part of before, during, and after the Avengers, essentially. And man, I just wanted to see what was going on. However, Marvel, because they had like so many extra films built up in their little planned cinematic universe in the lead up to Thanos with the final two Avengers films, there just wasn't any room. But it was really annoying because every time we got a film where Black Widow played a significant part, people kept clamoring for more. And I feel like when Captain America Winter Soldier came out, that was the film that solidified this version of Black Widow as a character that had more to say in her own solo film because I liked her in Iron Man 2, but I thought she was just, you know, just there, to be honest. And in Avengers, they definitely reworked her character to have a little bit more of a presence and had some really fun and interesting things to do with her. But I feel like Captain America Winter Soldier was the one where they got that spy aspect of her character down, where she can be deceitful. She has a lot of lies and secrets and plays the field in terms of who she can trust and withholding information and all that kind of stuff. I really, really loved what they did with her in that film. And then after Civil War, I was like, yo, where is this girl's f solo film? Where is my film from Black, Black Widow? It's a ridiculous. So yeah, man, I wanted this film essentially after 2016. But like I said, the Marvel Cinematic Universe had its own plan and Kevin Feige and the rest of those guys had painted their own picture. And luckily, this whole universe wrapped up pretty well, but the problem was we found out that Black Widow was gonna be getting a solo film, but after the likes of Infinity War and Endgame. And if you saw what happened in those films, you know that our, our girl was unfortunately passed away. So having a solo film with a character who is now deceased, you're just like, well, how much impact and how much, um, you know, emotional investment will I have knowing where this character eventually goes? And it's not like you can't tell stories with characters who are like, you know, no longer with us. It can be done. It's just that, you know, in the perfect world, you would have preferred to have that as part of the timeline to, you know, fill in the gaps. Because this film, before we found out exactly what it was going to be, it was either going to be that origin story that helped finally elaborate on some of those minor details that we learned about Black Widow, or this was going to be a solo adventure that took place in between Civil War and Infinity War, 
and would just show us a different adventure. And thankfully it was the latter because as interesting as it would be to dive into Black Widow's history, I feel like some of it would end up being, I don't know, redundant or you'd have the solo effect where I feel like you could still tell some interesting stories, but it wouldn't be more than what we'd know. But once the trailer came out, I was like, you know what, this looks kind of cool. I was a little worried about the heavy reliance on visual effects and some of these larger scale action sequences, which I felt were unnecessary. All I wanted was a cool spy action thriller film featuring Black Widow. And what the end result is sort of close to that, but sort of like that crazy action as well. It's just a serviceable film. And I'm going to tell you why in this review. So as per usual, as we do in these reviews, we talk about story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. All right, now it's time to talk about that plot and we can summarize it as the following. So following the events of Captain America Civil War, Natasha Romanoff is on the run. While hiding, she is intercepted by an unstoppable enemy. She then finds out that events from her past have long-term ramifications and now she must team up with the family from her past in order to stop the evil threat from the shadows. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the era spoilers. This film was interesting because even though it has a lot of that standard Marvel flavor in terms of how it handles humor and some of the story structure, at the same time, this film did implement that spy slash thriller element that I feel was necessary for this character. Like I said before, I love thrillers and I love action films and meshing those two genres together does create some really good stuff. And since the Russo brothers stepped into the MCU and presented us with the Winter Soldier and Civil War films, they definitely had that really fun espionage action kind of elements that came together in a really beautiful way. And that was what I was hoping for for this film. And while I don't think that this film has that same sort of political element involved, it still carries that same sort of spy element. There's a lot of action happening in the shadows. People living different lives, assuming different identities and shady organizations that have pretty much existed for a while, but the wider audience weren't aware of their existence, not only the characters in the film, but also us as the audience in general. And I really just enjoyed that spy element. From the time the film opens, it definitely felt different from the way in which a lot of other Marvel films have opened. and. I've seen some people online compare this to James Bond, but I feel like they've got the wrong spy for this. This definitely feels more like Jason Bourne than anything else. I got shades of the Bourne identity, supremacy and ultimatum while watching this film in terms of how it opened with its sort of opening credits, but also how the film was framed and some of the action, the way in which that was done when it came to some of the exterior locations, the chase sequences, and some of the action as well. It felt very Bourne to me. And since those first three Bourne films are some of my all-time favorite films, that was very fine. I was having a good time with it. I just wish that this film felt a little bit more spy-heavy. To explain what it is would go into the area spoilers, so I don't want to do that, but I felt like the spy aspect of the film was good, but they didn't go as far with it as I'd hoped. And the humor in the film was solid, though not as funny as some of the other Marvel films that has come out before this. 
this film was also good because it doesn't feel like it ties into the wider cinematic universe too much. It's his own solo adventure that sort of just slots in between that nice gap between Civil War and Infinity War. While it was cool to learn some of these additional details about Natasha's life prior to the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that, I felt like the strongest element was the family dynamic between her and this, uh, you know, essentially this family that she had at one point in her life prior to, you know, her life changing and then becoming a Black Widow. That family dynamic is very strong and very important. And I'm a sucker for seeing a family that have a dynamic, but it's fractured. And you can tell that there is love there, but there is also a lot of animosity, resentment, and unsaid words that lead to some beautiful, awkward, funny, and sometimes aggressive exchanges. And by the end of it, I was satisfied, you know? I wasn't wowed, which may just be down to the fact that this film took so long to show up and I had certain expectations going in, but it was still satisfactory. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the characters. And I felt like most of the characters in this film were pretty cool, pretty captivating, and the actors involved all brought their A-game, though there were certainly people that stood out more so than others. This film definitely belongs to Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh as... Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belova. Both of those characters get the most amount of screen time, but they also have the most amount of time with the audience to feel fleshed out and, you know, have really fun exchanges and action scenes as well. So, yeah. Firstly, we're going to start off with Johansson as Black Widow, essentially. We're getting more of the same, but that is definitely not a bad thing. She's still fun, cheeky, yet secretive. And even though she can throw down and do all this cool action stuff, there is a toughness, a darkness, and, you know, a bit of a fragile nature to her character that makes her very endearing, especially whenever her sister's involved. And speaking of her sister, you have Florence Pugh. Now, I've only seen her in Midsummer, but I thought she was captivating in the film. She was great. So after I saw that, I think was it early last year, I was very excited to see what she'd do in Black Widow. And she definitely delivered. She was right there going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Black Widow in terms of her action scenes. But also, I liked how she was pretty much an opposite of how Black Widow operates. She has a different type of personality. She has a different way of handling situations whether it be subtle or not so subtle she seems to be a little bit more cocky a little bit more aggressive but considering how she grew up and the nature of their family you can see why one of them ended up one way and the other character ended up another Pugh and Johansson just have this wonderful back and forth where you can feel that relationship where it does feel sisterly but also feels very antagonistic there's a lot of resentment there and seeing that journey that these characters go on from where they start off to where they end up, it is really nice. It's wonderful. And then you have David Harbour as Alexi. I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. Basically, he's Red Guardian. And the best way for me to describe him is a tragic comedic bum. In the sense that this character, he has a lot of charisma, charm, showmanship... 
and he's very like you know magnetic whenever he's around he likes to let people know that he's there and he also likes to go on about how strong he is and how he could basically take on captain america and all this stuff but also fairly tragic because once you start to learn certain details about his life you realize that he was given the short end of the stick from the people who made him essentially and while i wish we got to see a little bit more of that serious side of him Harbour looks like he's having the best time ever and he does have some really fun scene stealing moments in the film and his dynamic with his daughters as well is pretty good especially with uh Yelena and then there's Rachel Weisz beautiful Rachel Weisz one of my all-time favorite actresses she's great in this film as Milena I'm not even gonna say her last name either but um Milena, I liked her relationship with her daughters as well, but also how she was a seasoned Black Widow from the Red Room and how a lot of what she did tied into what was happening at the current point of this film with the you know Black Widow program and how these new recruits had been, you know, reworked to the way in which Natasha had been when she was in the program many, many years ago. She's smart, but she's also very very caring she just doesn't tend to show her emotions as much and i thought that her dynamic with alexi was great again with the daughters is great and as a family unit all together they have this really fun awkward strange yet you know endearing dynamic and i again wish i'd see more of that because that is the core of the film and that is where for me it was at its strongest when you had these characters interacting talking about like uh, the life that they had and the lies and deceit and missed opportunities essentially. I, I really like that. Also, O.T. Fagbini, at least I hope that's how you're saying his name, as Rick Mason, I quite liked him. He had a small role in the film, but he was essentially an ally of Natasha and he had a fun dynamic with her, which was, you know, pretty good. William Hurt also shows up as Thaddeus Ross. Again, seeing where this character went from where he was in Civil War to now was pretty interesting. Again, a small role, but his his presence was welcome. And then there was Ray Winston as uh, General Dracoff. I was hoping for a little more considering who this guy was and considering that it was uh, Winston in the role because he's always fun whenever I see him in the film and I thought he was fine in this but he didn't really do anything for me like, you know, super fancy. And then you have the Taskmaster character. Now, I'm not going to tell you who is behind the mask but once you see the film, you kind of guess who it is before the reveal is, you know, shown. And I thought... It was cool that they at least got the abilities of Taskmaster correct in terms of how they're able to essentially, you know, copy someone else's abilities. And when you see the type of moves that this person throws down, it's just like, ooh, I like that. So if you're aware of how certain characters have fought in the MCU prior to this film, you'll see that in the Taskmaster's techniques and that's pretty cool. And yeah, the only major issue I have with Taskmaster, besides the fact that they basically, you know, reworked the character from the comics, is that costume. I don't like it. Taskmaster has such a beautiful design, and I know the MCU has its own way of, like, you know, modernizing slash changing some of these things, but this is probably one of my least favorite uniforms that they've given Task, uh, you know, given a character in general so far. And now we move on to the presentation, and I feel like this was a solid element of the film. 
Visually, this film was pretty good. I like the close quarters combat that we got to have, whether it was Natasha and Elena fighting each other or seeing some of the other Black Widows going up against like our heroes or some of the other scenes where Black Widow is fighting people when she's in this uh, prison out in the snow and stuff. Some of those scenes were nicely choreographed and you had just that kind of fast-paced, close quarters, gripping, throwing punches and kicks and the few flips and stuff like that. That was pretty nice. That being said, I wanted more. I'm such a greedy guy, but after seeing certain films where they are able to pull this kind of stuff off where it's tight, sometimes you have longer takes so there's not so much cutting on action, I wanted to see more because once we got, you know basically spoiled with the John Wick films and knowing that those guys contributed to the action scenes in you know some of the previous Marvel films as well you're just like I want more of that please and this film definitely has competent action but I wanted more and considering that these characters are spies who have been trained to fight and kill in very lethal and you know specific kind of ways I was hoping for some more fancy fight choreography but what we got was still pretty solid. In terms of the action sequences, in terms of, you know, the grander, more spectacle-based things, it was solid, though I found it a little unnecessary just because I was hoping for a film that would have a little less CGI and a little less, like, you know, was it crazy spectacle going on? Now, don't get me wrong, I love spectacle in my movies, but for what this story was and what was happening... I really wish they'd found a way just to like, you know, get rid of some of that stuff where, you know, stuff is falling out of the sky or, you know, you have a big old avalanche that's coming along and I'm just like, yo, I don't need it. But it was serviceable for what it was. When it comes to the film score, I quite liked it. My homie Lorn Balf came back to score this. Now, I was initially disappointed that Alexandre Desplat wasn't going to score this film because his work is bloody great. That being said, though, Lornbalf proved that he was someone to look out for when he scored, I think it was it Mission Impossible 5. So I was happy to see what he was going to bring here. And like Mission Impossible before, this definitely has a bit of a Hans Zimmer kind of sound to it. But at the same time, it's a little bit more subtle, a little bit more strategic. And I quite like the music in this film. It felt appropriate for what was happening on screen, felt very spy-ish. And there was some really nice elements with the choir that was used that f made it feel kind of Russian slash like, you know, is it European? But the one thing I didn't like music wise was the music used for the opening credits. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that they liked it and, you know, fair play to you, but I just can't get down with sad, moody covers of well-established songs. It's never worked for me before, and I don't think it will ever work for me now. And while this is probably, I guess, one of the better ones, I'm just not overly keen on it. Just give me a solid film score with no vocals involved and I will be fine. I know that makes me sound like a very basic, plain as toast kind of person, but there was times where music is necessary and there's times where it isn't. And I felt like eh, I could have just, you know, I could take or leave that introduction. Alright, now it's time for the conclusion. What did I think of Black Widow? Honestly, overall, I thought it was a solid film that you should definitely check out if you're a fan of the Black Widow character. 
I know that there was a number of people and critics who thought the film was great, and there were some people that thought it was okay. I'm sure after the greater audience get a chance to see this film, there'll probably be some detractors as well, but you know, that's how it is with Marvel films in general. I feel just in general that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had just a bit of a slump since the events of Avengers Endgame, because once you go that hard, with your cast, your visuals, and the references, and all this sort of emotional investment, it's kind of hard to reach those kind of heights again, and provide like, you know, new material that people can get just as invested in, and while they have done some interesting and varied stuff with, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home and the Disney Plus shows, at the same time, it does feel like Marvel don't have that same sort of oomph that came beforehand. Now granted, I feel like it's unfair in some cases for some people to expect, you know, Avengers Endgame level material because that was how many years in the making and that was a culmination of years of work coming together. I do feel like Marvel do have a few like, you know, was it uh, Trump cards in their belt that they're just gonna slap down next year. I, that's what I'm feeling in my bones. But for now, what we have is just another serviceable Marvel film that does a few things differently, has some nice surprises here and there, but doesn't step outside of the realm of, you know, just being okay. I think my main issue with this film is just that I feel like it should have come out at least four years ago or more. So while this film, I'm glad it exists, I just wish it'd come out sooner. It would have been so nice to have it slotted in between Civil War and Infinity War. But you know, it is what it is. Anyway, now I turn it to you ladies and gentlemen. What did you think of Black Widow? Did it meet or exceed your expectations or did it fall below? Let me know in the comment section below or holler at me online where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes. And yeah, man, I'll be back for another review in due course. Just be on the lookout. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hypersonic55 signing out. Peace.